Hi, my yeah, and I'm here with my lovely co-host Yemi. Hi, guys. Welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life, including our faith walk with Christ. I always say, faith should not rely on the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. Talking about the wisdom of men, we are super delighted to embark on our new series called Unlocking Wisdom Through the Book of Proverbs. So Yemi, why don't you tell us more about this wonderful series? Well, in this season where we're unlocking wisdom, we examine the book of Proverbs, which is designed to communicate foundational truths in order to give us guidance for living a successful life through wisdom and the knowledge of God. Today, we are covering Proverbs 4, verses 20 to 27, with a topic of guarding your heart. I'm reading from the King New King James Version, but feel free to review, review with any version you like. It begins. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are the life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. From out of it springs issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and let your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left or remove your foot, remove your foot from evil. Amen. Amen. So in this, this is the end of Proverbs um, four. And what King Solomon is saying, I love that he always says like, my son, listen to me, right? Like it's so forceful, <laughs> but he's saying like, give attention to my words. He's right. saying like, what I'm saying is very, very important. You know, when you have, you're underscoring like an important pivotal moment in your speech, right. you're like, and make sure you right. do this, right? right. You usually right. say that. And so he's saying like, this is really important. What I'm about to tell you is really, really important. Don't let my words depart from your eyes and keep them in your heart. And essentially he's saying that this should be your foundation. Let this become part of you. To say to become part of your heart He's saying that this is supposed to become your guiding principle. This is your modus operandi. This is what you stand on. When people see you and you and they see your actions, they're supposed to know what principles you live on. And he's saying the words that he's speaking, the wisdom that he's telling you, that's what you're supposed to stand on. I think this is also great because he also gives you an idea of how to stand on wisdom, right? Like when you, once you keep it in your heart, he's saying, he was like, it, what, what it is, is that it's health to your flesh. Mm. What does it mean to have wisdom that is health to your flesh? He's saying that when you know better, you do better, exactly. right? He's exactly. saying that it will add years to your life. We all know that a happy life gives longevity, right? Like we know that people who are sad, depressed, their lives shorten. But he's saying like, if you guard my words, if you keep this in your heart, if you practice this, 
you will be happier. One of the, the, the famous quotes that my pastor always says is that um, you're from, from your heart, from your heart springs, uh, springs, springs the foundation. And essentially he's saying like what your life stands upon is what you keep in your heart, right? Like people say, I know what you value by the things that you spend money on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's what's in your heart. That's what he, what's in your mind, what you spend time on, right? Like I always say, like if somebody is like, go back to dating, if someone's interested in me, they're going to, you know, check on me. They're going right. to call on me because they're thinking about me. They're, you know, they, they're, they're, that's how their actions reflect, right? Like, right. so look at the actions of what someone is doing that you can tell what their foundational principles are. Are are they guided by wisdom? Are they guided by love? Are they guided by the knowledge of God? Or are they guided by the things of the world? You know, when people are always talking about money and chasing this, you know they're guided by the principle of the world. Because God tells you if you follow wisdom, if you follow his commandments, that all things will be added onto you. So you don't even need to worry about those things. You don't need to chase money. Money probably chases you. Chases you. Right. I'm going to say that one more time <laughs> for God. <laughs> well, we don't chase money and we chase God. Money, money chases, chases you. you. Hear Amen. me, G-O-D? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I love what you um, are describing, sis. It's funny because as you were reading the King James Version, I was reading the ESV version. And from the ESV version, it actually puts it in a way that is so dear to my heart. It it says specifically, especially in uh, verse 22, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the spring of life and put away from you crooked speech. You know, we always talk about the crookedness, right? Mm -hmm. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. And in this particular passage, it makes me really understand the importance of you know, speaking truth, speaking wisdom, and um, speaking positivity. Because from that, all of the the crooked talk, all of the talk that is devious to what the Lord wants from you are the things that are going to take you wayward. It's going to be the things that's going to take you from your path. And it also reiterates the idea that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if you say good things. If you say the word, if you say righteous things, then righteous things will follow you. So when you put emphasis on chasing God and not chasing money, then all things will be supplicated mm-hmm. onto us. So it, I love Proverbs because Proverbs tells you like it is. There's no sugarcoated. It's telling you exactly what the Lord wants you to do. All you got to do is just trust, obey, and follow it and just commit to it. Just like you commit to, you know, the things that you love and enjoy in life, you commit to the same things and God will order your steps. And that's what I really love about that particular proverb. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I love that what you said about this ordering your steps because God wants you to live a fulfilled life. God wants you to have a successful life. This is why we have the book of Proverbs, but it's not enough for it to just exist and you to come back to it once in a while. It's, it's supposed to be written on your heart. It's supposed to become essentially you like 
everything that goes on in Proverbs that we're discussing, this is how you should be normally. It should be second nature. And if it becomes second nature, you are a wise man or a wise woman. And all the things that are promised in Proverbs will be given to you, right? All like God values wisdom. We know that because when Solomon asked for wisdom, not only did he make him the wisest Mm -hmm. that there ever was or ever will be, but he made him the richest. Richest, (laughs) And to that. Because he valued wisdom and God knows that we we need to eat, right? he's, He's a provider. He gives us provision. There's nothing escapes God about what we need or how we move in life or our desires. But if we chase after the knowledge of God and we make it a part of ourselves, when you read the word of Proverbs and it aligns with you, mm. or when someone reads the pro- word um, scriptures of Proverbs and said, that's, that's philia, that's yemi, then you know that you are aligned with God. And that's where we want to be. Absolutely. I mean, this book essentially tells us that it is our responsibility yes. to guard ourselves, yes. right? Mm keep our mouths from talking crooked talk, mm-hmm. right? Like no negative self-speak, no talking negative to, negatively to other people. Even this morning on my walk to work, so I'm just trying to get back into the routine of listening to scriptures while I'm getting, I'm listening to sermons while I'm getting ready. And it gives me a lot to think about because not only do I listen to it and I'm like, amen, amen, all the time I'm getting ready. Right. But when I start walking to work, I'm no longer listening to it, but I'm reflecting. Uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about how to apply it. And it makes me, walk. yeah, it makes <laughs> me better off the whole day, yeah. right? Because this is how I started my day. Right. But part of part of like having these words in fulfill me is to also speak about it. And I thought to myself, like, listen, I don't want negativity. Right now, I'm all about peace and love mm-hmm. and and like growth. And I'm in a cross section in my life, so to speak, where I'm trying to move forward. And it means that I have to actively take steps in faith, right. which is scary for me. It is. Because I, I like people to smell things out, <laughs> open, hold, open the door so I know it's the right door. Like I need, right. I need details. It has to be laid out in front of you. Yeah. Correct. Right. And God has commanded me or has convicted me to say like, you don't really trust me if you don't have, if you're not taking these gotcha. steps of faith. So for me to prove to God and to prove my, to myself that I really trust God, I, I'm actually living what I say. Mm. I have to do these things. And because of my fear, any negative talk will derail me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dwell on it. I'm going to be like, well, right. not the ne- right time. You're going to be like, oh, that's a sign. Right. right. It's right. A any sign. way not to move forward. We got all what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's already being, you know, shown to me. And, you know, Yemi, I really love the fact that you talk about God saying that if you truly trust me, then you will you will take this blind faith and walk this path because in um in I think uh, uh verse 23 it says again looking at the ESV version it said let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you almost like putting those blinders on so you're not distracted from your path and it says um and it says uh the path of your Specifically, it says, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. 
and do not swerve to the right or swerve to the left. Mm. I love that because I'm thinking of like drunk driving, right? It's weird, but that was a thing that was coming to me. It's like, it's, it, it causes so much chaos with the swerving. But if you just stay on a straight line, a straight path, that will lead to the road of success. That will lead to the road of your, your, your spiritual nourishment, your spiritual growth, your freedom to God almost like, you know, it, that's, that's how it feels when I'm thinking of that idea of swerving because the energy it takes to get back on the path, mm-hmm. that energy, if you were just um, keeping it to stay straight and forward, you will get there, you know, instead of being distracted. So I like that idea. And the thing is with um, Proverbs, God tells us in this flowery language, you know, a little bit so poetic, you know, to, to do specific things. But in this, it also is so simple, even though it's flowery, it's also simple and very direct. Yeah. Agreed. I think it, it, it is flowery and direct. Right. And I think, I think all scriptures are open to interpretation, but honestly, they always lead to the same conclusion or similar conclusions and also depends on the season that you're reading it and your perspective. But God's character is unchanging, right? God wants what's great for us. God wants us to obey him because obedience in God means a lot of good things. It means a successful life. If he's saying, look forward, he's telling you to look at him. Right. Don't be swayed by what's on the left and the right. How many of us always looking what's what was somebody mm-hmm. else doing? Right. Mm-hmm. Like we don't necessarily need to turn our head to the left or to right. the right, but we want to know what other people are doing. Right. This is why I stay away from social media mm-hmm. because I'm constantly comparing myself to other people. I don't have this or I have this. They don't have this. Right. Like that's not what I need to do. I need to look forward. Mm-hmm. My path mm-hmm. is forward. My path doesn't lie with what my my peer is doing. Right. My, my path lies with what God is doing in my life. And not everybody's path looks the same. So in order to not derail yourself or be crooked, you can't always look to the left and the right, what other people are doing. You can't always listen from your left and the right, what other people are saying, right? All that, all you need to know is what God has directed for you. That's what you need to follow. And if he says, move forward, you move forward. If he says, stand still, stand still, but you don't need to worry about anything else. It's not to say that we won't do it because we will as human, (laughs) right? But this is why this needs to be written on your heart, because when you do it and you find yourself spiraling, you can turn to these words. Okay, God said, look forward, not to the left or right. Keep from me these devious lips, even if it's yours or someone else's. Keep these things away from you and you will be successful. The path is going to be made clear once you obey these very simple, like Mm -hmm. I said, very simple steps. This is why I really try to keep out negativity. Like if you're not speaking life into me, I'm not trying to hear it. And honestly, I used to just be like, oh, you're negative. You're negative. I don't, I don't want to like, I cut people off from being like negative. I'm like, I can't have you in my life because I was in a season where negativity affected me so deeply, right? Like negativity and positivity are contagious. And if, if everybody was sitting around talking about people, I was sitting around talking about people. And that didn't sit right with my conscience. I didn't want to do that. So I had to remove myself from these situations so that I cannot do it. 
Now I can be in certain situations and not do it anymore be sweet, because, right. right? Because I'm no longer looking left. What are you talking about? I want to be right. involved in the car. No, I don't need to do that. I need to stay focused on what my principles and what my right. guiding truths are. And so now I also say about people who are, are negative or speaking negativity in my life, you know, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus mm. first and foremost. Yes. But secondly, I don't blame them. Mm. Their situations and circumstances colors what they're saying. I was going to say yes. yes. So their their negativity is is more of a reflection of themselves. Like they may be dealing with something, they may be in a certain season, and they're just reflecting. They don't intentionally mean to hurt you. At least I don't believe that in most cases. But you can't let that derail you. Because in essence, when somebody's speaking negativity, tech, negativity in your life, who are telling you, "Oh, you can't do that," or "Why are you doing that?" or "Why is that taking you so long?" or "You should have been," or "You should have done that," that can derail you. But if it's if you acknowledge that it's a reflection of them and not you, then you're still focused on you, right? Because now you can push that to the side. You're no longer looking left or right because you're like, "That's not about me. That's about you." What God says about me is true. That's the only truth that I need to acknowledge. That is really um, important because yesterday I actually was uh, discussing the um, the idea with with Phyllis on Motivational Monday when we talked about the difference between jealousy, envy, and coveting. You know, so when you were saying about the idea of keeping focus and not looking to the left and looking to the right, what happens is that the reason why people become jealous or envious of you is because they're not keeping their eyes on God. They're they're worrying like, oh, I wonder why this person got this and I didn't. But you don't know what that journey is for the person who's received that. You don't know how far that person has come in order to receive what God has blessed them with. So when we see good things happen, we should really truly be happy for people because that is the way we don't block our blessings. You know, it puts us in a line of saying, oh, your turn has come. Well, you know what? My turn will come soon. As opposed to saying, oh, why did this person's turn come first? You know, so all of this to me is just reiterating the idea of keeping your eyes on the prize, but that prize is God. That prize is God's word. That prize is God's abundant blessings. But before you can get there, you got to keep your path straight. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great reminder of how we can actually guard our hearts, yes. right? This is clear instructions, right? Keep keep these guiding truths as a part of you. Make it essential to you. Make it your principles in life, what you stand on. And then you would keep yourself from speaking negatively in your life or like, tolerating negative talk into your life. Or, you know, you like I said, you don't necessarily have to remove yourself if it doesn't affect you, but you can rebuke it. You know, and, and keep yourself from talking negativity, not only into your life or into other people's life, but most importantly, focus on God and what he has designed for you. Ultimately, we are here pursuing God. We want to do God's will, right? That's people always like, what is my purpose in life? Even mm-hmm. if they're non, not, uh, not a Christian or non, uh, non-faith believers, they always want to figure out what's my purpose in life. What am I supposed to do? What is my highest calling? What is this? What is, what is the meaning of life? As Christians, we know that God has a plan and purpose for us, but most of the time we're searching, what is God's plan and purpose for us? <laughs> in the meantime, we can continue to ask him, 
He's telling us to move forward. Right. He's telling us a bunch of things that we can do exactly. <laughs> in the right. meantime. Laying them out right there for us like breadcrumbs. <laughs> yes. Be good, right? Don't right. worry about your neighbors, right? right? Don't, don't be jealous, envious, covetous, right? Mm-hmm. Worry about your own self. Do, do your best. Do these things. Keep wisdom. You treat people a certain way. Like this book of Proverbs, if you don't know what your purpose in life is, your purpose is to to keep keep the book of Proverbs <laughs> as your guiding principle. Yes, yes. And because you when you when he says guard your guard your heart, this whole theme of guarding your heart mm-hmm. is because out of your heart flows the issue of life. This is who mm-hmm. you're telling the world you are. This is God who you're telling is. God you are. And God wants you to be the highest self that he's called you to be. But if you're busy talking negatively, focus on somebody else, you're not being your highest self. God has called you to be better than that. So guard your heart. Be better. Mm. Let people see that you are a reflection of Christ. That God is in your in your life because of the way you act, the way you talk, and the way you serve your community. Oh man, this I love this discussion, and I really cannot wait for us to discuss it on our live and hear what our viewers have to say about this particular uh, scripture in Proverbs. So we look forward to seeing you tonight, and we hope you enjoyed this discussion on guarding your heart in Proverbs 4. Until then, we have a few announcements, and then we will love to close with a prayer. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on Unlocking Wisdom. Treading Faith is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, just spread the news and follow us. Don't forget to click that like button, and then you can easily comment and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now, if you haven't done so already, We are continuing to still fill those jars of joy with a note, scripture, prayer, or simply something that God has done for you in the name of Jesus. It's not too late to catch up. I know it's July, but at the end of the year, we're going to empty out those jars of joy and begin to read the wonderful things that God has done for us. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer, specifically reading from the text of the Bible. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Now, since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Father God, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for everything that you have done for us everything that you are continuing to do and everything that you will do for us in the the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for guarding our hearts, guarding our hearts in the way that we need so that we can continue to stay purified, Father God, for us to keep our eyes on the prize, Father, for us to keep steadfast in our faith and continue in our spiritual journey to seek you first, Father. Father, you give us specific instructions to put our blinders on, to keep focus, keep our eyes on you, and not to swerve left or to swerve right, Father God. 
but to keep our eyes on you. So in that, Father, we know that you are telling us that if we continue to trust and obey you, Father, that you shall never, ever, ever forsake us, that you will always give us abundance and grace us with your, your, your mercy, Father God. Father God, you said that our hearts are deceitful and cannot be trusted. So Lord, help us to guard our hearts at all times. Because according to you, Father God, that 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 it is the wellspring of life. And to help us, O oh Lord, to understand that out of, of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, Father God. Father God, we ask you to continue to just guard our hearts. We know, Father, that our hearts are easily swayed when people tell us things, are easily swayed when we see things. We as human beings, Father God, are envious of others, are jealous of others, Father God, because we don't trust you enough to know that everyone has their journey, Father God, and that we will be blessed abundantly if we seek you first, Father, if we put you in the middle of everything that we do, Father God. Father God, we ask you to just calm our hearts, keep our our hearts um, uh, calm in a way, Father God, that all we do is just meditate on your word, Father. Father, we pray for you to continue to just guide us in the way that we that is pleasing to you, Father God. Father God, we ask you to continue to just rest on us, rest on our souls, rest in our hearts. Give us the peace that we are looking for. Father God, we don't want to be restless wanderers, Father. All we want to do is continue to seek you first, Father, so that all of our lives can be covered and you can continue to order our steps, Father. Father, we pray from the words of our mouths to the meditation of our hearts. We pray that everything that we do in this life, Father God, is pleasing to you. Oh God, you are our strength. You are our rock and you are our redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, may we all continue to pray. Amen, amen, and amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast on Guarding Your Heart. We can't wait to see you all tonight, and we cannot wait to hear from you. Until then, always remember to be kind to one another. See you tonight at 8 p.m. sharp Eastern. Bye.